Are you blessed or are you cursed With a strong imagination and a spiritual thirst Do you wanna confide about the darkness inside Come and talk about it on Self Worst Hello everyone, welcome to Self Worst I'm Brad Pearson, your host The main guy, the constant character on this show Hope everybody's doing well still wearing masks, washing our hands, staying safe. Um, Hope all of your uh, friends and family are uh, staying healthy. Uh, So far, so good here. Um, We're doing okay. Uh, This week, we're talking again to uh, Ian Goldstein, came back on the show. Um, I uh, wanted to, you know, I just wanted to, wanted to follow up with that guy because we, uh, we had a good conversation uh, in episode 50. Um, he was just—he was very easy to talk to and uh, just a nice ass dude. And I just wanted to catch up with him in general, and uh, you know, uh, make it, make an excuse for a, for a podcast. Um, and uh, you know, so he's he's been going through it like we all have. He's been laid off, and uh, you know, that's rough. And we're all we're all dealing with that in some way or another. I think most. Most all, most everybody I know uh, has had their job affected by this, and so uh, we have a long talk. He doesn't play any music this time. Uh, there was no uh, no musical numbers, uh, but um, a lovely conversation. And uh, let's uh, I don't know what else can I say. Let's let's go into it. We we went kind of long on this one, so uh, I'll just let it. I'll let that. I'll let that shit breathe. All right. Uh, see you on the other side. It's so it's such a hard thing to just say it's been a weird year because it's obviously been an insane year for everybody. So uh, my first instinct is to ask you how you've been then too. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been all right, I guess. Um, you know, uh, coping best we can with all of this, and uh, uh, it's nice to um, be living where I am. Uh, you know, in, in just a. a a one bedroom with a partner and everything um and a dog so that's a good setup uh living in red hook is nice because it's fairly uh desolate not a lot of people milling around here you kind of keep your distance from everybody it's a nice little self-contained neighborhood um yeah i don't know we're doing our best i was just in red hook on friday uh someone from instagram offered to do a photo shoot for me uh so we went to red hook and it was great i was just like envious of anyone who's living there now because it's there's so much space there's it's just like where we are it's very it's just so congested it's so like you go outside and there's tons of people not wearing masks and you just yeah. kind of have to run into them and um yeah so I'm, what what neighborhood are you in not to dox but, you but no so i i was in park slope uh-huh. uh five years and then that's why i say this weird this year has been weird because you know, January 1st started, January 1st happened, New Year, looking forward to it. And then January 22nd, 23rd, there was a fire in my in the apartment next door to mine in, in Park Slope. And uh, basically, I woke up at 2 a.m. and heard loud banging and thought it was just people like partying or whatever. But it was actually like the neighbors running around because they were trying to put out a fire in their apartment. Oh, shit. That was, yeah. And so me and my roommate were like, what's going on? And so we, we, uh, we opened the door like we opened the door and we saw smoke coming out and he got the fire extinguisher to try to help them and i started calling 911 and then he saw flames coming out and was like nope 
we all got to leave right, right now. Right, a fire extinguisher is not exactly going to do it at this point. Yeah, exactly. And the truth is I've never used a fire extinguisher, so I don't know what help I would have been. Right. Uh, really wish I was trained on that. But uh, yeah, and so he, uh, or, when I heard that, I was just like, it, it's such a, it's a weird, it, two, two to 4 a.m. is already the most stressful time when you wake up and think about life in general. It's already like, at least, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I always feel stressed and uh, thinking about everything that's gone wrong. So it was, a, it was like a fire happening is not a fun thing. So uh, we ran out and we, my roommate, you know, alerted everyone in the building. We, his partner was there too. And she, the three of us were outside. And um, the, the sad part of the story is the, the neighbors did not make it out. Um, Jesus. Uh, yeah. So uh, the rest of the building did, but unfortunately they did not. And so that was an extremely sad, unfortunate, eerie part of this. Um, and as for everyone else, I, I immediately went to my partner's, uh, I went to her apartment and that night and have been here since um, in Flatbush. So to answer your question in that long-winded way, uh, I've, yeah, since 4 a.m. that that uh, that night I've, I've lived here and um, yeah, so I've been in Flatbush since uh, since January now, and we're. Did you manage to get up. all your your shit out and stuff? Yeah. So the, your the, apartment there, wasn't hurt. Yeah, it was we just were right all next. Fucked up from the uh, smoke or whatever. Yeah. Well, they, they, exactly. So there were two apartments on our, two units on our floor, and uh, our our apartment got trashed because the fire the firemen coming in like had to knock you know knock through the ceiling and knock through a bunch of Bunch of like bunch of parts of it, so it was, it was completely messed up. There was like glass everywhere, and the entire building was dark. And so we got in and we managed to salvage most of our stuff. Um, but yeah, we're like the building was going to be sealed off for the next six months. So I had to, we all had to find another place to live very quickly. And the Red Cross came and gave us like a little bit of money to like if you need help and like, um, and they said if you want to stay, we have like shelters. And I immediately went to my girlfriend's and my roommate. And his girlfriend went to the shelter and they're like, do not come to the shelter. This is not pleasant. And yeah, uh, yeah as I as I can imagine. And then so. So, uh, yeah. So so mo I was able to salvage my stuff. But the night it happened, my, my first thought was just take them, take my laptop. That's all I that's all I really need. I, you know, I can reorder, reorder medication. I can. It's just like the laptop is expensive and has pretty much everything right now. So it's yeah. weird when you approach that moment. Yeah. What would I take with me? like out of a fire i don't you know and you like okay i guess i guess it's really just that a small computer yeah i guess a uh, dog laptop that's it right right if you have a any living yeah. creatures there that would fuck man i know have you ever... sorry that's horrible that's jesus yeah no not and it's not meant to be yeah it's just i guess i so that was I mean, the beginning look, of the year. This and then is the, the fucking year we're in, and you starts off with a bang, like first fucking thing, first month, uh, fucking apartment burns down. <laughs> I thought that too. I'm like, is this a is this a bad omen? Seems like a is bad omen. Like, Seems it, like this might be not great. Yeah. I think yeah. So I was like, okay, well, we'll see how the rest of the year goes. And then uh, just to a summary, it was that uh, the pandemic happened, and then uh, I got just got furloughed. The thing is, like. This my year compared to a lot of other people's years is not as bad. Like there, there. I know, you know, it's that thing of things. You know, your podcast is called Self Worst. Sure. I know it can always be worse, but it's it, yeah. There's a sense of like, um, yeah. It's like it sucks, but it's also like 
there's a thing of being thankful, I guess, trying to be thankful for like, oh yeah, there's a lot of positive stuff um, from this too. So yeah. 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 Uh, so you got, uh, you got furloughed um, from your job went like beginning of September, I want to say. Yeah. Beginning of September. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our company essentially, uh, you know, our company was laying off people every quarter since I started working there six years ago. So there's always like thoughts of maybe being laid off or something, but, uh, the pandemic started and I looked, I thought I was safe for a while. And then our company merged with another company and I was like, well, that's not good. Hmm. And then the company sent out an email saying, yeah, there's going to be furloughs. And then like on my sister's birthday, I was in Prospect Park wishing her a happy birthday. And my boss called me and I'm like, this is it. This is the call. And then he said, so you're furloughed. And, I was, and uh, yeah, basically uh, that's where I'm at now. Uh, for the last month was like, all right, find a new job, look for a place, look for how I'm going to keep insurance. And uh, yeah, that happened. That's a, that was that was a month ago that that was uh yeah the last negative piece of news i guess Ugh. oh boy yeah i mean um same about same thing happened to me i mean i i got furloughed like right at the beginning of wow. the pandemic like pretty much it was like the, it was like that second week uh you know like things sort of like really started to fall apart that like friday and it was like the, the following week um when like you know like after the lockdown there was like yeah no we're not sending people out the walk dogs right now blah 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 um so that was it um but uh i'm i'm back at work now oh. um for better or what, worse what you, uh you know you back to walking dogs back to walking doing... dogs yeah um so you know that's that's going uh that's going it's fine whatever yeah. um you know my employment unemployment was going to run out eventually anyhow so um it was but know, time to go back. You think, didn't they, did they extend it for people? Did they extend it at all? Uh, no, I mean, that shit's just going to run out. Like, I mean, the, um, the extra, what, 600, like that, that bonus that was happening, like that ran out in, uh, when was that? August? Yeah, uh, I think July was the last month, but I thought they were going to, when it gets to zero, it's, my girlfriend was saying she knows someone who it got to zero for them and then it reset. I mean, maybe I, I don't really, I, I'm, I don't super know about it, but, um, it, it just, it seemed to me like, um, I'm not going to fucking wait around for, uh, uh no, the, the, the government to, uh, to, to do anything about this, uh, uh, seeing as how no. the government, um, doesn't seem to, uh, be in too much of a hurry to, to help people, uh, poor people, uh, financially in any kind of way. So yeah, like, really, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck it. I'm not gonna fuck with that. I'm not gonna wait around. And it makes sense. It makes sense that that that's that makes a lot of sense. But it's 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 I I I'll, I think the two things I'll never get over the last six seven months is, I mean the the not the mask thing is infuriating to me. Um, is just I mean I'm not not wearing them, but the people who don't who choose to the people who flaunt thing, it or, or who shirk it, yeah. If you are by yourself and you're outside and you don't wear masks, it's fine if you're away from distance. But like the people in the park who are just like, don't give a shit at all. And it's like that, that like there's just a selfishness there. And then what you just said with the government where it's just like, really, you're not gonna, you're just gonna wait it out. Like you, people are really needing help right now and you're doing nothing. Um, that was, then, yeah. I mean, I just fucking, I didn't, I wasn't even surprised um, really, but it was still just really 
upsetting and annoying uh seeing how like it took me two months to even get the unemployment site to work um because the thing was so it was just crashed the whole thing was just overloaded um and i was like of course yeah no this is all janky as fuck and it's it's not really designed to work well and like it just you know i mean i got the back pay um you know when it when it finally started working but it was just like jesus christ like if i didn't have money put away already uh like i'd be fucked like i'd be you know it's like okay cool like i'll get money two months from now tell that to my landlord who needs money now like you know like right and then and then i i i kept i kept thinking too like i you know i know there's an argument about whether or not it's privileged to not have kids because it's a choice but it's there was a thought of like i'm kind of thankful right now not having kids just because oh my god i can't imagine getting laid off having kids and uh you're going to like automatically go into deep debt if you don't have, like you said, like a bunch saved up already. Even if you do, it's just, it's, there's so many expenses, you know, when you have, when you're, yeah. and, and, it's, and you should have aid. And, uh, you know, my brother just moved to Canada like a year ago and it became, and he has two kids and was unemployed, but it became a blessing because Canada gives like, they were giving like 2000 a month. Yeah. You know? uh, so, yeah. I don't know if this is all too uh, too dark for. No, I mean this is this is the fucking the end times that we're living in. Like this is just everybody's life now. It's just it's 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 what it is. It's a fucking it's a it's a nightmare every day. We wake up to it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, I'm glad working again. That's like you know because I, I, I um I know the feeling of not having work for a little bit now is like terrifying. It's just like it's really yeah, yeah. it uh it, it's not um. I don't know. Like I felt again, I felt very, uh, lucky, very privileged, um, in how, uh, in how my situation was going into it. Cause I was like, I mean, look, I don't have to deal with a bunch of fucking roommates right now. Um, as far as quarantining, it's just like me and one other person. That's easy enough. But also like Caitlin's been working through this whole thing. Um, she works, you know, she already works from home. So like nothing really changed there. Um, and was just like, you know, like, Hey, like all, if you are just like somehow not making any money through unemployment or whatever, like I got us for a few months, like, you know, like where I have worked through, like, you know, um, I mean, she was saying this in like March, like I, I have money through like October and I was like, okay, cool. Like we're fine you know, for now, but I mean, I didn't want to just like rest on that laurel either and just be like, okay, cool. Then I guess I'll, I'm fine. Like, you know, I'll just, uh, mooch off my girlfriend, you know, like, I don't want to fucking be that. Like, so like, I was just like, okay, cool. But like, I still want to like collect my unemployment and like try and do my part around here. So, um, I don't know. It was just like, Jesus, like, um, just knowing how many bullets I've dodged, like just with my situation is just like, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty immense. Um, you know, and, um, yeah. we were doing, um, and it's still, it's still going on. Um, it's, it's diminished quite a bit. Um, since, you know, like we're still, they're still doing food distribution. Um, it's not at the level that it was, um, over the summer, but I got involved with a mutual aid group in, uh, here in Red Hook, um, that, you know, we, we were just, we were just getting people just food, just basics. And, 
you know, like that was, um, I guess eye-opening isn't like the right word because I already knew that like there were people in our neighborhood who were food insecure, but like just like seeing it firsthand and just like going directly to people's doors and being like, here's sustenance for you to eat, you know, like it was, was like a very like, oh, this is like a very material problem for a lot of people. Right. And, and I, and, and it's just the, the side you don't see of life sometimes, Yeah, you know, you just assume, oh, everyone at least has food or is like, can go to the grocery store without much like fear of spending too much or like, but or like without fear of how much they need to spend. Yeah. It's so not the case at all. And no, it's, it's really, it's not, it's not the fucking case. It's not. Um, so like how, how is your, you know, like, uh, 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 mood mentality whatever been you know uh since how how is your how have you been inside um for the last few months um well the thing is so so when this started i would say the worst points of this whole thing was march uh march when new the new york you definitely remember it, it was like the cases were rising insanely in new york and it was yeah. like the epicenter of the world for covid that my mental state was pretty terrible there because I'm like I don't I, I have Crohn's disease so I'm like I don't want to go outside at all I mean I don't it's not having Crohn's is probably not as bad as having some type of respiratory um, illness or you know uh, yeah but it's still an autoimmune disease so I'm like okay well, I have a weakened immune system so I just want to be careful and um, anytime we went anywhere like we started doing like just trying to do like order groceries online which obviously was expensive but it was safer so yeah men mentally there was pretty terrible because i was just like uh you know uh, kind of constant fear and then it started leveling off a bit uh but like i said going to the park and and just try, just seeing people on the street just I, I could never get over like like today my girlfriend was in the elevator with with someone from our building and he wasn't wearing a mask and he just ran into the elevator with her and he's and she's like hey like uh can you just like like you know where's your mask or however she asked and he's just like mask what are you like what are you talking about like in the, it's in my car um and it's just like there's no thought about you're about to be in an elevator with somebody like that you don't you're not thinking about like so so all that to say march and then and then you know I, what i was thankful for you know you mentioned how you felt you dodged bullets and were privileged about it i i felt that way too i i was i was had a job until august and i was like knowingly knowing that was i was thankful for it and having like it wasn't an incredible amount of money but it was insurance and a paycheck and I was incredibly thankful for it. So I felt, I felt the security, Yeah. but once I got the phone call, I was like, the security went away and I'm like, shit, I have medication that I got to pay for every month. And it's very inexpensive with insurance, but with, without insurance, it's insane. And so like, I got to make sure this is covered. And um, so, yeah. And so when the security is stripped away, it, it gets a little frightening and worrisome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I mean, there's different levels. I Like, what I've found is there's different, like, there's uh, just di varying levels of, of, of anger and fear that I've been going through. Like, I mean, yeah, just like, I mean, like, I think mentally I was probably the worst in, in like, like, March and April when the cases were just, like, skyrocketing in, in New York and there were, like, the fucking, uh, like, fridge trucks full of bodies outside of the hospitals. And then at the same time, I was seeing people at, like, uh, you know, like this giant anti-mask rallies were like probably peaking around uh fucking like april you know um like march through may somewhere around there 
And just like seeing both of those things juxtaposed, just seeing like people being, you know, bodies being loaded into trucks um, at the same time, just people just being like, I want to go to Fuddruckers and like, blah, blah, like, and just like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to snap. Like, I'm going to fucking kill someone. Like, exactly. I, it I was like, and I felt just, just anger all the time of just like, I'm like, what's going to finally do it for me? Like, I'm going to like finally get into a physical altercation with somebody. It's going to be at a grocery store and it's going to be somebody who's like not wearing a mask or something or standing too close. And I'm just going to fucking go off on them. Like, it's just going to happen. Like I was just, I was just like ready to like kill someone. <laughs> it was just, I, I see identical to how I felt, but I just, I'm like, I haven't, I'm like, I'm so don't want to be confrontational, but it's like, and I, you know, I, I, I want to, anytime I see that, I say, you know, see, just, I'm like, I want to tell people to like, please, it's like, so not asking that much of you to just put on a mask. Like what? what's it, it's like you don't have to spend that much money for it you it's just no, not they're that everywhere now too like there's no fucking excuse now like maybe back like at the beginning when there was like shortages and shit and like people were like trying to make them out of vacuum bags and like things were like really fucked up because it was just like the cdc was just like you have to wear a mask and it was like okay give it wear a mask They're like no you have to wear one we're not saying that you can get one you just have to wear one <laughs> like it's just it was crazy for a while there but like now they're everywhere and like every style different fabrics different patterns you can make your own fun little thing just like fucking wear a mask it's not that hard like none of this that we none of none of the shit that's being asked of us as citizens to help our other our fellow citizens is that hard like not going out to a bar for a while isn't hard not you know, like wearing a mask when you are in public places isn't hard like these aren't fucking hardships this isn't anything like like approaching the kind of sacrifices that people had to make during like world war ii with like rationing and 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 recycling and and scrap drives and shit like that it's just like we are like incapable of working together as a society now it's fucking insane people have i think at the beginning of someone said it was along the lines of like you know mistaking patriotism for like freedom, like mistaking what those two things are. People think it's like what your rights are as an American. It's like, it doesn't mean you can act like a child and just be like, well, I get to do whatever I want all the time. That's not how anything works. No, it's... And, but that's, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the feeling that I think well, you can't make me wear a mask. It's like, that's true, but you're just, you're just endangering people and you're, you seem to be fine with that. And because, well, because yeah, I guess those people don't believe it anyway. They don't believe they're actually endangering. So they think it's, Oh, it's, you know, it's the flu. It's, you know, it's a roving. It's like a, it's like a rotation of excuses. Like it's the flu or it's not that bad or like, you know, or I feel fine. I don't have it. Like it's, or if like, or if they do acknowledge that it exists, they don't like, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I guess you can't legally make somebody wear a mask, but you can like fucking punch them in the face. I don't know. Like, that's what I've like, I'm, I'm like done. Like, I don't know. Like, um, it's, you know, it's, so I don't know what I think it comes down to is there are two ideas of what freedom is in this country. One is the freedom to do whatever you want. And the other is the freedom to be safe and live your life and, you know, just, just like exist. And those have been at odds since, I mean, like, that's like what the civil war was about. Was mm -hmm. it like people's freedoms to uh, make money by owning other people or was it uh people's freedom to uh not be owned 
and exist as a person who, you know, uh, wasn't a piece of property, you know, like it, it's, it's two different ideas of freedom. And sometimes your freedom to do whatever you want is going to be at odds with somebody's freedom to exist. I'm sorry. It's like, that's oh, where, sure. that's where we fucking draw the line on freedom. Absolutely. I mean, I was watching, I remember watching, I was watching an interview, a decabit interview with like Lester Maddox, uh, who was the, uh, was the governor of Alabama, maybe in the, in the early seventies. And he was on with uh, Jim Brown and they were talking about segregation, uh, the football player, Jim Brown, and they were talk talking about segregation. And he's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm against forced segregation, but I'm also against forced integration. So he's like, I, you know, you can't, you shouldn't force people like if you shouldn't deny people service, but you also can't force people to integrate if they don't want to. And it's like, well, that's, you can't have that both ways. Like you can't pretend like one of those isn't infringing on people's freedom. It's like, it's such a counter. Yeah. I remember hearing that. I was just like, that doesn't absolutely no sense. You're not like, because you, yeah, there's a certain extent to, to letting people do whatever they want. That's not like, otherwise there would be no laws at all um yeah no i mean like laws like i'm sorry it's not sexy but like the you know like the government and laws and regulations exist and they have to exist to protect people sorry right. like it, it i know that we all like you know like as americans we get had this narrative of like this like fucking cowboy wild west freedom like you know you you can you know you're you're your own independent spirit here and you can do whatever you want and like no one's going to tell you what to do. No one's going to hold you down. And it's just like, okay, but like that is cool to a certain extent, but like your right to swing your fist stops at another person's face. Right. Unless that right. face is not wearing a mask, then yeah. you can just totally just I, fucking hook. Like I'm fine with that. I mean, there, there have been times too. It's like, I mentioned the park before, but it's just because we're the park's the closest thing to us, Prospect Park. And so it's just, we've had to take, you know, so many walks just to be mentally stable. And uh, yeah, the amount of like runners who just run by you sweating, spitting on you essentially, and just don't give a shit. Um, and guys who are just like in clearly in good shape. I mean, not that it matters, but like, it's like you, what's, what's wearing a mask going to really do to you? Unless, I mean, unless there's some internal thing I don't know about, but you know, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, and then, you know, Fauci, people start thinking that I remember I, you know, people start saying, well, Fauci lied to us at the beginning of this and, you know, he's, we can't trust him. And it's just like, yeah. I, okay, I, fine. I, then I, just like assume that every, every single uh, official in this country is corrupt and we shouldn't listen to them. Then just let, they, let's like look at every other country and like see how right. they're doing and see what their officials are doing and see what their public is doing. And we're not doing any of that shit. So, and look and look how it turns out. I mean, yeah. look how it turns out when you let politics lead and not science. And that was the whole point of this is just they even said with, I think, you know, I'm not praising George Bush right now, but he, you know, he did the sensible thing. And same with Obama, where it's just like you just step out of the way during a potential pandemic and you let the scientists take the stage because it's not about politics. And like Trump is like, nope, I'm just going to make this completely political and look where we're at. Uh, you know, was like 200,000 people have died. Yeah. More than that. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're looking at make quarter mil by the, uh, by the, by the election, uh, in next month. So it's, it's, we're, we're doing great. We're doing great. Um, That's it. yeah. How has, uh, how has your creativity been, 
um, during all of this because I found like this um, this is going to go up maybe next week or something. But like I haven't put one up. Uh, I just recorded one yesterday and uh, uh, and and then I'm recording this one now, obviously, but uh, I haven't made an episode um, of this show in, in like over a month, like with with an, with a guest. Um, just because I, I just, I couldn't fucking, I just hit a wall. I couldn't care. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I, I, if I've had a lot of friends say the same thing where they, they're like, I just don't feel funny. I don't feel creative. And I, I definitely have ups and downs with it. There's definitely times where I'm motivated to do something. And the beginning of this was very music based, uh, like organizing a music show with a friend, but yeah, it's it's been up and down. And I, I I you know finished I tried I finished a pilot at the beginning of this year, uh, and then wanted to edit it and tried editing it and it just fell down a hole. I was like, I just don't, what's the point? That's the word that kept coming up was the phrase, what's the point? Um, and yeah, and so so that's the blockage I faced. And uh, yeah, and especially the past month or so, I've just like I've there's been no inspiration to do anything because i'm like okay well i'm gonna write a humor piece why like i need to make money right now that's the the main goal uh yeah so i think i think overall creativity is there have been some time some days i've definitely been inspired to do a dumb like music you know comedy thing post it on instagram but generally it's like um yeah generally it's like i don't, but and i don't want to i don't want to force it but there's there is also to be honest another part of me that thinks uh I, it's not much different than it was before. Like not, not in terms of the pandemic, not having an effect, but in terms of, I, I'm going to be just as hard on myself for not doing something now as I would have been before. Like, cause my therapist had said, Oh, it's, it's, you're just, it's, you know, you have to think of the situation and I do, but I'm like, I, I think I'd be just as hard on myself either way. And I would just, I feel like I'm not doing enough no matter what. And so, um, yeah, but it's also hard. Cause even hearing myself say that I'm like, it's a, a pandemic and you know is, is there is, is creativity the thing people need right now and some people want entertainment but is that you know i don't know what are the most helpful things for people right now yeah um we spoke about a year and a half ago something like that um and yeah. a big thing uh like the main theme what we were talking about was uh feeling like you're not doing enough um that was that was like sort of the main uh thrust of our our episode um, and now in this, you know, in this new world, the new normal, these, uh, these trying times, these unprecedented blah, blah, blah. Um, that's been sort of, uh, the big question that people have faced is, am I doing enough? Uh, is it okay that I'm not, um, you know, writing some magnum opus while I'm in quarantine and, you know, uh, that's, that's just, that's, uh, that's, you know, kind of what I wanted to circle back to, uh, for, for this episode, because, um, I feel like everybody has a different, everybody's been having a different reaction to it. I know people who have been really creative and have been working a lot of stuff. And I know people who have just like completely, I mean, even just like gone off the grid, like they're not even on like uh, Instagram or anything they're just like mm, like I can't you know like I, you know I, I'm just gonna fucking sit inside and uh, 
just watch the Sopranos over and over and over, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I think circling back to that makes sense. I, 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 before all this started and maybe it's something that we talked about in the podcast too, is this, I, I did want a pause button of some sort because I was just like going through the motions of life. Years were passing very quickly. Like, I'm like, I don't know where I want to be. I don't know. I just want like things to stop for a second. Cause you know, rather than take the subway every single day and just like another year passes, another year passes. And you're just, what, what am I doing? This was in the, I mean, not, I wish there was a different, more positive way of having it, but this felt like that in March. It was like, everything stops, you know, just every like job stop, every, just everything like pauses your stay home. And so like that pause button felt like, oh my God, this has to be an opportunity to then like do the thing that you want to do, you know, granted if that, that you don't have to worry about much else. Um, and so that for those first few months too, it felt like I should be doing something. I should be doing something. And even now I think back, what the hell did I do the last six months to, to show? Like, um, you know, there are like little projects, you, you know, the typical baking bread thing, the, there yeah. definitely have been like things I've, you know, cooking, baking, I've done a lot of baking that's I've learned in that sense, but you know, career wise, you think like, what have I done? So yeah, I, I definitely, uh, still feel that. And I'm, um, trying to let go of that. Um, yeah, but I've, I've also found, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot. I, I realized this whole thing, this whole, during this whole pause button, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, you mentioned having a partner, being with a partner during all this. I, you know, uh, was constantly like afraid to move in with somebody, especially like a romantic partner. And, um, right. this kind of was like, this was like, and oh my God. flaming building had other plans. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah. My, I remember my friends laughing about that. They're like, that's what it took. Like, you know, like that's what the thing will push you. Um, yeah, but that that's exactly it. It's like the fire pushed me out. And um, I realized how health, how much help it is mentally just to like, obviously if it's with the right partner, but like how like, like, you know, as you were talking about, it's like just financially, but also just like, just, just emotionally, I, I do have friends and I'm sure you do too, where they're just like by themselves this whole time. And that might be nice sometimes, but I could also like see that being like just wrecking you in some way mentally. Cause you're just, it's hard. It's really hard to just. Yeah. I don't process. know what I would do. I, yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't have a dick anymore. I would just like, I would have like just jerked that thing just completely off my body. Right. Right. It's like, you know, and, and I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> that would make sense. Uh, I, I, I do think about that. It was just like, where it's like, I, I, uh, uh, she, my, my, my girlfriend Becca went away for two weeks to visit her family. And I was just like, just me, me and Roger the cat. And it was, parts were nice, but it was also like, wow, I feel this is like intense. This is like, there's something really intense about just like, I'm alone. And uh, yeah, it's a weird, like, you know, being in like the most populous city in america one of the most populous cities in a, in the world and being in isolation within that city you know it's it's very bizarre it's one thing if exactly if, if we weren't like in a lockdown or in a pandemic it's one thing you can go out you can meet friends you can go to a coffee shop or something but this is like no you still have to pretty much stay home so like it's uh it's not the worst thing you like you said you there are tv shows to watch there are things you can distract yourself with but you know, there's, it's hard not to hit those walls, uh, those mental walls doing it. So, so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. I've, I've, I mean, it, Twitter is not necessarily the healthiest, healthiest thing, but I did start making a routine to be like, I'm going to, you know, do a tweet a day or something or do something like that. And that actually has been like, you know, I mean, who cares about how many followers you have, but that, that, that's a, that seemed to have been a good creative outlet, oddly, like Twitter posting a dumb video or posting a right. tweet or something. You know? That's been um, one of your uh, quarantine projects? No, so I, I, is it a project? I guess, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a thing where I'm like, oh, that'll be a consistent thing I do. And, um, yeah, that, that's been one of them, you know, and occasionally submitting a humor piece and, you know, uh, you know, you know, dealing with those rejections, uh, and yeah, uh, um, yeah, pretty much, pretty much that. And, um, I did do the pilot for a little bit, edited it, but it didn't, yeah, it's like get up complete pause and um, what else? Yeah, I mean, and then posting those like, you know, the songs to Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just for the sake of doing it, just being like, all right, like, um, why not? What was the pilot the about? Can uh, can you go into that at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the pilot was about uh, babysitting wealthy children. Uh, that's what I wound up calling it. It was just like, because I, I was doing babysitting before this, uh, like I had a full-time job and then as a side thing i was like let me on weekends like babysit and um and i started doing that more with like a company that uh would would hire people from the outside and uh have them essentially go to these lavish apartments mm-hmm. and with their kids and usually usually the the kids the, the parents were like the dad was usually like a hedge fund manager yeah you know so and just just it was really like cavernous apartments I'm just like, do you need this much space? It's like, it's, it's so much, you know, it's just so much wealth. Oh yeah. No, I know. I've, I've been a dog and cat sitting for five years now. It's like living in the movie parasite. It's just, it's it's crazy. Right. So you know it too. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. The way some of these people live. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. I mean that I I went to the high line and I'm not, I'm not bashing all the people. Like some of them are, were, were nice and some of them are not, but like, I remember one day I, 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 I like signed up for a, a day to like, I was like, all right, I'll do like an eight hour a day on a, a Saturday. Why not? It'll be like decent money. And I was like, I could do it. I could just get through it. And it wound up being, I got to the apartment and the, I wound up, first of all, this apartment they had, I took, the, I took, um, it was like the, the parents and their two kids. And then the two kids, like friends were there too. So I wound up taking the two kids and their friends down to the basement of the building where there was like, a gym, a pool, arcade, just like in the basement of an apartment building that I was just, and then, so we, we went to the arcade for a bit. And I was like, I am never going to live in a building like this. Um, I would like to, but I don't see that happening. And so then, then the, the mom and dad wanted to take the kids to the museum or the, the I'm sorry, the dad and the, the, the kid's friend's dad were taking the kids to the museums, a museum. And the mom said, why don't you take Ian with you? And yeah, so I wound up spending the entire day with the kids and the two dads in the museum. And I wasn't doing anything. I was literally just walking around the museum with them. I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. Um, it was the most like awkward experience. Uh, and then came back and, and the parents went out to dinner and I had to put the kids to bed. And then that was just... You didn't go to dinner with trying- the parents? I, yeah, that would have that would have been actually what that, that I, sh- I offered. I said, you can take me to dinner if you want. Uh, but no, no, I, I, I did not. And, uh, I had to put the kids to bed and, uh, had not done that yet and, I'll, and had to give them a bath and having to give, 
a, a, a brother and sister who are like, were like four and six, a bath. Like, first of all, I had to give them dinner and they were, th- one of the kids started throwing pasta at me. I was like, great. And then one kid didn't want to take a bath. And uh, while, while she was, I was like forcing her to take the bath, not forcing, but you know, you have to, she actually, she was okay taking the bath. She didn't want to get out. And then the other kid was simultaneously shooting me with like a Nerf gun. Yeah. Uh, it was all it, anyway. This that's what I that it was stuff like that. Those experiences that I had, and um, and I started just basically formatting that into a pilot of those experiences, trying to center it around like two characters, like in a day, um, of just like what what those parents are like, what the kids are like, and um, yeah. I, I but it, it's. It's also hard when, like, this is my first time writing a pilot. It's hard not to make, like, the protagonist not boring because you're like, oh, you have these interesting supporting characters, but the protagonist is like, okay, so what's interesting about them? Like, what's, you know, right. what's their drive, their want? So, yeah, it's it it a learning experience, but it, it makes me grateful to have those, like, terrible babysitting experiences. I'm sure you feel the same way maybe about dog walking. Yeah, like, I mean, you, the, you know, I've, I mean, I, uh, I don't think I'd ever attempt to do babysitting or anything like that just because I think I'm, I'm a little too, I think I'm a little too intense. I'm a little, I'm maybe a little too caustic for kids. Um, and like the nice thing is that, you know, you can, you can swear at dogs, you know, you can, you can, you can yell at them and, and tell them whatever, and they're not going to like repeat any of it to uh, their parents. So, you know, like you, you can, you, you have that as an outlet. I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I could last long. Uh, as a as a babysitter um i don't know a whole lot of guys who do uh babysitting like i know a lot of people who do like nannying and shit but um they're they're i think they're mostly all girls yeah that's i think that's pretty true my girlfriend said that too she said you know because i was thinking about pilot ideas and she was just like yeah that might be interesting too to get it from just like a male perspective because you don't often see that um yeah no i i think that's true i i uh it's it's right. It's it is. Do you have like often, baby uh, cousins or, or or you know like super young siblings who you take care of? That's why I think I felt a little more confident with it because I have four nieces mm. and I would babysit them. So I'm like, otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have done it because. But I realized like, oh okay, like I'm actually not bad at this. It's like I think I can be good with this. And uh, yeah, I don't think I like I haven't like really taken care of a kid since uh, you know since I was like a teenager. And like, like I watched my like cousins and like, you know, I've done it like I've changed diapers and shit. But like, um, but like, when I was like a kid, you know, like, it's been it's been like 15 plus years. So it's also and, and I'm sure like, when you're a teenager doing it, compared to like, 30s, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot more exhausting. It's just like, I remember even watching my nieces. I was like, oh, this is fun for like an hour or two, but then I'm really like ready to leave. And, you yeah. know, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine, you know, how any parent is dealing with all of this now because, oh my God, like to have to work your job and to also No, I'd, to- I'd do it for like four hours and then I would like give myself a vasectomy. I'd just like go home and just like... <laughs> The, the right decision yeah that's uh, nuts i don't know i i couldn't I, I wouldn't be able to do it um yeah, yeah it's it's been it's been interesting seeing um you know the the different hustles that people have gotten into um you know i don't i don't um 
I mean, I guess you haven't really been doing that since uh, pandemic, right? Like any. No, we had virtual things you could have done, but I, I just started. I, at the time, I didn't need to do it because I was like, all right, I still have my full time job. When my full time job ended, I started thinking I might go back to it. But yeah, they were looking for people too. They were like, you know, there are a lot of parents who were going to the Hamptons. So like they were asking for babysitters to come to the Hamptons with them and just stay with them for like a month or two. And which doesn't sound too bad, but you're also right. watching the whole time though. So I don't know if that's right. You're watching kids the whole time who are just like little germ factories and like, oh God, I can't. Yeah, exactly. No way. Like it's exhausting and you're putting yourself at risk for like money. That's I, you know, is it worth it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, and I, so I, over this time too, I became obsessed with the, like, because the thing is my, I got laid off because like essentially a hedge fund started taking over our company and like controlling thing, controlling things. So I just got obsessed with the idea of hedge funds and like people who run them. And like, I, I, I don't know why it's just because it's just a, such absurd wealth. I mean, that's, that, like, that could be, that could, you could work that into the story, right? I mean, this is like the guy you're, you're babysitting for is the guy who runs the hedge fund that's destroying your, <laughs> that, that got you laid off. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, so you ruined my life. Cool. Yeah, that's actually, that's not a bad idea. I mean, that's, uh, I know I, I didn't have the character get laid off, but it might be a good, now that, you know, the experience of this, it's, uh, it would be, it would be interesting. Uh. Yeah, it's it's it's, you know, I I don't know. Not to keep going back to that, but when I see when I, when I see like, how much wealth these guys have accrued, guys like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, and it's like, insane over the last few months. And like, and I you know, as someone like I I've I, over the last few years I realized how much like you have to try to invest a little bit, and it's just like it's frightening. You like you, if you don't invest at all, it's like it's it's just it's it's absurd which we didn't even learn in high school no like, like nobody knows like how, how are you supposed to even like know how to do any of that shit unless you go to business school or unless you are brought up in that kind of environment like i literally you, shit. you don't i stumbled across a youtube video a year ago and that set me on a path to like start understanding it but i'm like oh my god i knew nothing about any of this before that and that's yeah. horrifying why why like like you know i was why someone said you know uh, there was a comedian who was actually interviewed, I think, for Vice, and there was, she was saying, you know, I was in high school. They prepared me to go to college. They prepared me to get into a college as opposed to prepare me for just life. And that's true. I mean, that's what it was. I remember in 12th grade, it was like, just, you know, uh, we're going to try to get you into the best college possible. That, or, you know, the college that fits the most. We're just going to try to get you, um, you know, to do well in the SATs. And it's like, why is that the goal as opposed to, you know, actually learning something or. Right financial literacy like they don't they don't tell you anything yeah. about uh how to own stocks how to like what a mortgage is much less how to get one pay one um they don't teach you anything about uh co-pays deductibles uh no, interest rates any of that shit like it's no. it's like i learned all of that on my own and i mostly learned it by like getting fucking rinsed every month <laughs> like you yeah. know yes what it is it's I, that's the same thing like I, getting a new insurance now and i'm like uh, try just may, having four, three, four hour phone calls with people from the company simultaneously learning and arguing with them. So it's like, you know, the worst combination of, of things. And, yeah, exactly. and if, if you're a little bit more prepared for it, you wouldn't, it's like, so you, so you just, then you wind up just making money and you're like, all right, I guess I'll just put it in a savings account because you don't know what else to do, but nobody tells you, tells, tells you about like inflation rates and, um, you just don't know. And, uh, 
I'm actually reading the book I'm reading actually relates to what I've paused reading it, but we were talking about it's this book late bloomers um, about like, cause you, obviously we've talked last time about like age and yeah. uh, you know, making it at a certain age and that book, the whole book centers on this idea of like, it's, it's not only like, okay to make it later in life. It's probably better in so many ways, like healthier to just like whatever making it means, you know, but, yeah. um, but he talks about that, how messed up the school system is and what, how much pressure they put on, 15 year olds to like get into the best schools and to be the next like Bill Gates. And if you don't succeed at that, you're a failure. And you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, as, as uh, somebody who's been, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a crazy lefty socialist for, for a long time, it's been interesting watching more and more of my friends and peers get radicalized by all of this and just like you know like seeing more and more of my friends stories just like getting like really angry at jeff bezos and i'm just like yes like let let the hate flow you know like just just uh just if anything i don't know if anything good can come of all of this i think that it is uh that it's waking more people up to um the inequities of the system that we live in. And, um, you know, when we talk about uh, success and making it by a certain age, um, you know, then we get to this, this weird tipping point or this weird crisis where the people who have been building and building and building and hustling towards something they're all of a sudden pretty much in the same position as people who were floundering or weren't really prepared or didn't know what they wanted you know and like all of a sudden we're both unemployed and we're both just kind of like broke losers at the end of the day it's it's weird and um and seeing how uh like people are beginning to i don't know become become more aware of the idea that we're we've been serving and believing in this system where like if you work hard and follow the rules certain things will fall into place and that's not the case like, for a uh, lot of people and like not, pandemic aside that's not the case but i think that this just accelerated that and, you know and and i think this this is just like really putting a uv light on the whole cummy room you know and and just sort of showing us like ever like the whole horror show of what's what's really going on under all of this absolutely i mean i was just talking to my brother about that this morning about like hard work does not equal great like success or or you know money at the end of the day because you know i mean you talk about you know inequality and like um, think of all those people who are working so hard for like extremely little pay, but like the, the, the really like so much effort for not much when you do have guys who work at, you know, if it is a hedge fund, I'm not saying some of them don't work hard, but like just getting an abs so much money for, for what exactly for, you know, investing for, you know, taking over a company and laying off people at that company for doing something, things that are morally questionable and, uh, yeah. And, and um yeah it's it's just it's just exactly and, and so when we talk about also like people not wearing masks and people fully believing in, in that it's like you know shooting themselves in the foot it's the same thing with why like 
not being for something like Medicare for all, where it's just like, this is trying to help you as well. Like if this is going for everybody, but just not, you don't want this because like you've, you've bought into this idea that private insurance is the only way to go. And even though it's going to potentially bankrupt many of us, you know, uh, but it just, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like we are, we are such a, um, I don't know. Sometimes I think about our generation. I'm not really even talking about millennials. I'm talking about just sort of everybody alive now. Um, yeah. Just our current age uh, in America and just how uh, it's hard to feel like we're not kind of pathetic and mm -hmm. we're not kind of just really, I don't know, cucked for lack of a better word we're just we're just so subservient to this system that we feel like is completely um immutable and larger than us as if uh these systems that we live in weren't made and shaped along the way by people just like us and it's just like you know we can change shit but there's something that just feels um what's the word uh indelible about all of it like it just feels it feels uh uh just permanent and and you know like there's so many people who just are so resigned to the way things are now in our economic system that uh changing anything even a little bit like say like the craziest shit happens and universal healthcare uh, is passed um, sometime in, you know, the next five years, which is not going to happen now anyway, but um, say it, it does. There's some alternate universe where that happens in America and there's single payer healthcare in America. Guess what? There's still fucking hedge fund managers and there's still people, uh, you know, with master's degrees who are working for $11 an hour. And there's still people who are, uh, you know, working 80 hours a week, uh, driving for Amazon like that. It doesn't really change radically how we live in the world. It just makes things a little bit better. And that's asking too fucking much. I know. I know. I, I, that's the whole thing too. It's like, you know, even, even if there's an idea of you don't have to get rid of your, if you love your private insurance, if you want to keep it great, like this is just a way pay a little bit more in taxes, just a way for you not to, to get an, like some crazy bill that you're going to be paying off for the rest of your life because you got like you took an ambulance ride or you know yeah. it's like it, it, it's you know um or you were saying something before that I, I wanted to to talk about too um it does it that was it, it was it does feel powerless so you, you feel powerless like i i i like especially when i'm on the phone with these insurance companies or when i'm on the phone with any of these major companies that have just so much leverage over me. I'm just like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? They could easily say, this is the bill. Sorry, we're not negotiating it. Like, and if you, if you want, if you don't pay it, we're going to sue you. Like they, they have all this power because they, they can have a team of lawyers. They can like destroy me if they wanted to. It's like this giant monster. And you're like, I, I, I can't fight you. I just can't. It's like, it's not going to work. And so what, it's, it, it, the thought is, you know, it, that if you do have a, big platform then you might have an effect but you know if you're most people don't and yeah it's easy to get complacent and get into that idea of you have no power i mean that's that's uh 
a lot of us feel like that when I'm on the phone for three hours with insurance companies and back and forth. It feels like that. But I, but like you, you had said before, things can change. You can push for change. It just, there's that, the blockage, you know, it just feels like it's, it feels impossible. Um, yeah. When you have like few people making all these decisions and it's been said a million times, but like, as like Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, like making all the decisions for everyone. And, uh, you know, like, like right now what's going on with the stimulus package. It's like, it sucks that it's what, what was the last offer is like 1.8 trillion. It should have been more, but at this point it's like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but it's just like, it sucks. Like what they're offering, but like, just, I don't know. I don't know. Do you just take it? Do you just take it? So people need help. People need help. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Like I've, I've like become so disillusioned with the electoral process at this point. Um, that like, yeah, I'll vote or whatever, but like, I know that like, that doesn't really do shit. Like, I already know that like, you know, the, the way the electoral college works, like, you know, we, we know this already, this is already like that a, a minority of voters can change the outcome of the electoral college and pick a president that the majority of voters do not want. I mean, we're we're obviously past the point where we can do the bare minimum and just vote in a, a federal, you know, presidential election every four years and feel like we're active. Um, it's beyond that. We have to get involved locally. That's the only place where we have any real power, where we can actually, where our votes actually count, is in city and state elections. Um, but beyond that, I mean, it's grassroots organizing, it's getting to know your neighbors and your community and building, uh, mutual aid projects and, and like getting directly involved and just being like, okay, look, if like, if the government isn't going to help us, we're going to help ourselves. Like that's, yeah. that's the only answer that's left now. Like, cause yeah. we, they have made it abundantly clear that they don't give a fuck and that they're like leaving us high and dry. I've heard that a bunch, you know, what you're saying too is like also, I think, I think it ties in the idea of just like focusing on your local representatives and local elections, which I don't know many people who do. I mean, I definitely know of, of like, you know, some comedian friends who will like be very active and passionate about that. But I, I look at myself and I'm like, I've never paid attention to local elections and I absolutely should because that's, that's really, I've heard that too. That's whole it can tend to be more corrupt as well because because no one's paying attention it's not it's not exciting it's not like you know but it should it shouldn't have to be exciting but we yeah it's it's it, that's where we should put our focus and you know um attention and try to start changing things for ourselves it can change and like that's what you know i would encourage you then to you know look up who your council person is um look up who your uh state senator is and you know like get to know them, follow them. Like they mostly have, like oh, most of them have Twitters and Instagrams and stuff. Um, you know, write their number down, put their number in your phone and, um, and start following what they're doing um, and who might be running against them um, or who might be running, for, you know, for, for their office, because that is, those are places where you can actually swing a vote. Like where, where like voting actually uh, is, pretty democratic you know in 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 the sense that um there's less in terms of just like giant weird uh 
electoral mechanisms like the electoral college or like the like the caucus system that just that just completely obscure what the democracy really is um so um yeah so i don't know do you know do do something like that i don't know like that yeah. that that does help um and it it does make you feel a little less powerless um i don't know like it it's like i'm at the point now where it just feels like it feels like a whole nother world like a whole nother lifetime when i was you know earlier just earlier this year was 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 phone banking was knocking on doors for bernie um mm-hmm. and you know i knew that he wasn't gonna win really really deep down i just knew that like that the uh the dnc was not going to allow somebody like that um who was a threat to their donor class um wasn't gonna let them win but i decided to put in a lot of work because I felt like, okay, in six months, um, when they run some bullshit centrist and they get crushed again, um, I'll know that I did everything that I could to stop it, you know? And, and I won't have that hanging over my head of like, oh, I should have done more, you know, like that's, yeah. that's yeah. all, like, that's the feeling that I was trying to avoid. And so like, I can at least feel okay about that that like i fought the good fight i tried you know i put the i put i put some work in you know absolutely yeah yeah and that's something i'm 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 trying to move towards because i I, yeah that's that was my uh, regret this year that i didn't push for that more and i remember also watching the debates and being like i really there maybe it was it was that naive part of me that was like well bernie's like clearly the front runner because biden just looked so out of it and so not I was like, okay, well, Biden's Biden's definitely not gonna go anywhere with this. Like, yeah. Bernie. I then, honestly, like, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that they that they did some fuckery and uh, forced a centrist through the primary. I was a little surprised it was Biden. Yeah. I was pretty sure, like, I was sure that they were gonna go with somebody else. You know, that it was going to be like Buttigieg or Kamala or somebody, um, you know, somebody a little bit fresher who has kind of like a little bit more of like a functioning brainstem and everything. Like, I just was like, I couldn't believe that they chose to rally around that guy. I just and I'm still kind of stunned. I was stunned. I just remember the day that like Klobuchar dropped out, like Buttigieg dropped out suddenly. Yeah, they all dropped out. Like that was like around Super Tuesday. And that was when like I just like I felt my heart sink. I was just like, oh, shit. Like this is what's like I know what's happening. Like I felt this like formation. I saw it. I was just like, oh, okay. Like they're all coalescing around one candidate. And that's and it's to stop Bernie. It's to stop the like populist lefty movement within the party from happening. And um here we are. I saw an interview with somebody who was just like, yeah, I was going to vote for Bernie, but now I'm going to Trump again. This was this year. So like, yeah, I was Bernie. Now I'm, now I'm Trump. Uh, I, yeah. And- it's just like, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I go back and forth on it. Honestly, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of people who I'm listening to are saying that like, they feel like it's pretty certain that, um, that Biden's going to win at this point. Cause Trump has fucked himself so bad with like the, the covid response and he's really down in the polls but like 
honestly, I don't know. I, um, this is like, this is the kind of attitude that we had in 2016 too. And we didn't think that there was any way that he was going to win. Like, I don't, I don't trust that shit. That's my response every single time. I'm like, stop. First of all, I don't give a shit about the polls at all. Every time I see any poll, like Biden's in the lead. I'm like, I don't, doesn't matter. I was talking to my mom about that. And I'm just like, you realize we had this exact same discussion in 2016, like a thousand times. Hillary, the, I think it was the day of the election. I remember seeing the, the you know, what is it? 538. And it was like, Hillary, she has less of a lead now, but it's like 85% chance she'll win. I'm like, great. And yeah. so I'm not, not falling for that it's just like i i'm anticipating wins again it doesn't mean i'm not voting it doesn't mean like you know i'll do a text banking thing you know we're gonna try and do that for biden but it's just like absolutely anticipate that i biden won't win like stop just yeah don't be complacent with it and but yeah exactly exactly exactly. I'm, i'm you know even during the debates too i was like um you know did Trump actually lose any supporters from that? Like, I don't like, cause people are like, Oh my God, he was so bad in it. I was like, I don't think it matters to his supporters. I will say my dad, someone he knows who saw Trump in the debate and said, well, I can't vote for this guy now. It's like, he's like, this guy's completely uncivil. Like this is like my, my dad knows someone who, who was turned off by Trump because of the debate and not because of any, the past four years. Of Where the fuck so, was that person uh, for the last five years? I don't understand these people. Like, I don't get it. So much. I was like, what now you see, like, what, what, like, I, I get that he was absolutely like insane during the debate, but it was just like, what, 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 what's different about that than how else he's acted? I, I don't understand. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It's exactly what you said. I, I, I don't, what's different. Um, so, yeah, but it's the same thing. Like going next month, I'm just preparing for. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Yeah, but, I don't uh, know. I think this will come out like right before uh, the election. So this might, you know, this might be our last episode. I don't know. <laughs> like honestly, yeah. like I am not like, uh, I don't have a good outlook of how this is going to turn out either way. Like um, Trump wins and that'll be bad, or Trump uh, loses the election and just. Uh, says that he didn't and his fucking rabid supporters go out and start to start murdering people like i mean like this is you know like people keep talking about a civil war and i'm like war implies that both sides are fighting and like i only see one side armed to the teeth and like just with absolute hard-ons to murder people sorry like this is this is gonna go one way right i know and then there's a you know a thought of you know, there, there's that kind that, that it, it's always the fallback like joke that people made in 2016 of like, I'm going to go to Canada. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I've relatives now. now. Like they're not taking Americans now because we're all fucking infected. Like, you know, like there's. And it's also, and it is funny how nobody's talking about the wall at all now. Cause it's like Mexico probably doesn't want any Americans. So that, that discussion about like, we're going to build a wall has completely. Just yeah. No, faded. I'm pretty sure we're not even allowed to, we can't. There's like three countries where Americans are allowed to visit now. Like it's it's bad. Yeah. It's just like you know that that whole like uh, refrain of just like if you don't like America, leave. And it's like motherfucker, I'd like to. Like yeah. I can't. You know, I'm like it's, I know, I know. Oh, we're fucked, I, man. Like and this is like I think about this shit all the time, and this is why like emailing people and cold calling people about my podcast just seems like what the fuck am i doing exactly that that goes to what you're talking about with creativity that's that's what's hard about it. it's just like what um 
yeah what well, well, i i know it's like well i wrote this humor piece i'm gonna promote that on twitter it's like a humor piece about you know whatever it's just like do people need this it's always that's that constant question uh i know and it's like I, i'm trying to organize a, a a virtual comedy show about about healthcare and about how bad it is here but then like it just feels yeah even that started feeling overwhelming and started feeling like do people what's the what's you know yeah <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> great way to you know this is a very uplifting episode for everybody look i officially have this uh podcast listed under comedy because you have to pick a topic um yeah. you know you have yeah. to pick a, a a genre or whatever to to file it to itunes um but i mean like come on like what's what's fucking funny right now i'm sorry like the last funny thing that ever happened uh was trump getting COVID, oh. and like that was that was funny for like a day or two before we realized that like oh he's gonna be fine and you know he has access to like the top-notch healthcare, and they're just gonna like you know just gonna pump him full of like steroids and antivirals and like all these like cutting edge treatments that we don't get and it's just going to point out how shitty it is for the rest of us because we don't get that shit so, tweet that uh you know not to let covid ruin, ruin, yeah yeah ruin. yeah he'll he'll make it uh, once again about like dominance and machismo and shit and just like just reinforce all of it like it's cool so like nothing good will ever happen again yeah no i i know that's what i felt bad i was like oh you know not for not being uh more comedic on this episode but it's just like yeah it, it's 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 that's the thing i mean it's not that i don't i can't i don't think of like certain jokes still or certain things i want to write like those things do come out at times just because i don't i guess it's, it's either anxiety or that it's like it's like you know i and I, sometimes i am able to choose that which is nice but it's it's yeah it, it's it is a daily thing. I mean, I was talking to my mom and she was saying like, yeah, she's when she's not working, she's pretty much just watching the news. And I'm just like, that. I, I don't know how mentally you're doing that. Cause like, I can't, I can't, any of these stories come out about Trump or whatever. I'm just like, I can't handle it emotionally. I just like, I can't, it just drives me like, yeah, you're feeling it. Just, I just get angry and I just get like, you know, there's fear involved. There's just all of these different negative emotions. And uh, yeah, it's like, I just got to, turn everything off and go to like the piano or something and just like, you know, try to learn something there, you know, whatever, which and then that feels bad because you're just like, Oh, am I just distracting myself from reality? And you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean like it's, I don't think that, um, you know, I, I've had a, obviously a lot of anxiety in the last few years and especially over the last few months, um concerning the world and current events and and all of that stuff um and you know i've i've thought about this a lot in terms of just like how much we take in of current events and and how much time we spend with it um and and how you know growing up my parents would you know they'd read they'd sort of thumb through the newspaper in the morning um, they'd maybe like listen to like the NPR like news brief on the way to work in the morning. Um, and then they'd watch like the evening news, which is like a solid block, like hour block, um, at night. And that was it. And like, that was like the amount, like you get the information you need for the day and you don't linger on it, you know? And, and now it's just this constant influx of news all the time. And our brains just aren't 
set up to handle that much information, especially if it's just anxiety-inducing, uh, rage-inducing information. It's just not. No, no, I, I, I don't think, I don't think they are. Uh, I know because you could literally, you could wake up at four a.m. and just be like, all right, what's you know, what's on, what, what you know, what's the headline in the New York Times now? It's going to be different than it was a few hours ago, and it's going to be, it's just, yeah. um, and. Yeah, and and their whole goal every single news site is to get your attention, so it's uh, they're strongly aiming to get your attention, and you're browsing because you don't know what else to do. So it's like, you know, uh, I I still have to watch that social dilemma, which I know everyone's watched, but I just I'm like afraid to even watch that. So yeah, there's certain there's certain documentaries and shit like that that I'm just like I think like this is already this is just gonna tell me a bunch more shit that I'm already that I already know and like it's just gonna make right. me feel worse like I don't know. Um, what have you been doing, um, if anything, to uh, try and uh, you know uh, de-stress? Yeah, that's a more positive. Uh, well, definitely. I mean, it's it's that cliche thing, but the baking has been like just you know trying different stuff out baking wise has been nice. Uh, I actually just got a whole, uh, because I posted a, a song, uh, on Instagram about King Arthur flower. Um, I posted like a, a, just a dumb song to Instagram and they messaged me and said like, thanks so much for this. Like, what's your address? We're going to send you a bunch. Of um, so they just, I just got a whole, I got a whole box of flour of like a hundred dollars, like for wine. Nice. Like they sent me this whole thing about song and then I, I did the same thing with like this nature's path and they did the same exact thing they just started sending me things so i'm like okay well this is insane um but so that mix of those two things have been actually what if you just stand on instagram with just like a big stack of cash and just be like i have this cash here and then just money dms you that is that's the way to do it i, I don't know the money account, but like yeah, if, money. If, the money, the official money account, blue check mark. Just DMs is like, hey, I'm just gonna. I heard you talking about money. I'm just gonna send you a bunch of money. That would, they are gonna send me flour instead. Um, I I would love that. I would uh, if there's a money account, I'll follow them and absolutely make a song and do that. Um, so baking, that's been that's been helpful. Yeah, baking has been nice. As you know, as I I think I said that to like my uncle, and he's just like, I think. He didn't say it, but I think there was a sense of like, well, that's that's not very masculine. Fuck I was like, that shit. Like, oh my god. Right. Putting, that could have been total projecting on my part, but I just remember it was like, uh, I was just like, oh, would you bake? And he was like, no, no, like, like of course not. And like, it was like something along those lines. Right. That's how it felt. But anyway, that so that has been a way to uh, de-stress a little bit. Though when I do do that, that also has its own uh, emotional stress of like. I'm doing this wrong. Oh my God. I might as well just give up because this is just, you know, this is never going to get be right. So, um, yeah, that, that when it's, when it goes well, it's a de-stressor, uh, therapy. I'm honestly just talking about therapy. Uh, I'm thankful to still be able to talk to sometimes, uh, has like solved some panic attacks. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, exercise, you doing any of that? Yeah, I have been, it, but I just, it's uh, I hate saying that I don't like exercise because that's just an easy thing to say because it sounds like someone like Trump. But yeah, I actually, I bought a bike um, from this guy who's become very popular in Craigslist selling bikes in Brooklyn. The, the, um, the Titmus Park bike guy? Titmus Park bike guy. Dude, yeah, I've heard good things about this guy. I need a new bike. I need to check him out. 
he's good yeah i mean he's you know so i, I bought a bike from him for like you know three hundred dollars which i was like am i paying too much i don't know i, don't, I know nothing about that's bikes. a good price for a bike yeah that's okay that's i'm i'm still yeah. learning so um like like you do you have a, you have a good bike no i have a shitty bike i have, I have like um but i paid you know you, you, i don't i don't really honestly see the point of paying much more than like three four hundred bucks for a bike um you know unless it's like really like unless you're going to be like racing that thing, like honestly, like you can get a pretty decent bike, especially like since like most of us have to keep our bikes outdoors and there's a lot of bike theft in New York. Like even if, um, like even if you have a good lock, even if you know, you do keep it indoors, but you still park it, you know, other places outside, like, you know, just like, you know, bikes, like there's bikes out there that cost like $1,500 and up. And it's just like, dude, like you will get that shit snatched so fast and like you know it might be covered under your renter's yeah. insurance but like i mean if you have that like i don't know like just you know don't fuck with that just like get a 300 hundred dollar bike it's fine it's a bike i i looked at it the same way like i bought, bought my first guitar where i'm just like first of all i don't know anything about bikes i barely ride let me just like get a shitty beginner bike that just like gets me to know about bikes a little bit more and just like i'm not, I'm not riding you know long distances i'm not gonna buy a bike outfit you know yeah. like all the and if someone wants to great but like i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna ride occasionally in the park to get exercise so yeah exactly so i, I bought that beginner bike it says hard rock cafe on it so it's definitely That's not <laughs> it's, yeah yes it's def but it's uh but then seeing all these guys in the park who are just like you know dressed like they're about to be in the tour de france and just like you know yeah. speeding three thousand dollar bianchi or whatever yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's absurd. I, I, I started writing a humor piece about it and just started doing research about like how much these outfits cost and how much these bikes cost. And it's just like, and it's crazy. Like I started going on Reddit forums too, about like people buying bike outfits and they, and they started criticizing like Brooklyn hipsters who they're like, I love passing Brooklyn hipsters wearing jeans, you know, and showing them, you know, like my outfit, like, and showing them how like, you know, yeah, nobody cares dork. Like he's just like, <laughs> no, i know <laughs> that's I know. what do you like i, I mean like what are you you're gonna walk around all day in that fucking spandex like come on like the whole point <laughs> of a bike is that like for me it's that i can easily get from point a to point b and not have to like change much about what i'm doing what i'm wearing like anything i just like hop on the thing hop off like that's it yeah exactly it's just it's just a way not to walk everywhere and and because you don't want to take the subway now or take lifts everywhere it's yeah. it's to do it um, and that, that is a de-stressor. We, we, uh, me and Becca, we did a whole, we vote, we sent in our ballots today and just like did a whole bike ride, you know, to the other side of Brooklyn, the other part of Brooklyn. I don't know how to say that, but, uh, and that was like a good, you know, it felt good. It was just like, all right, that's exercise, you know, uh, felt nice. Uh, but yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't know. Like the, it's, it's probably something everything go, everyone goes through where you're just like, because some people are gym nuts and there's some exercise nuts. They love doing it. I just, I know it's good for me and it feels good after, but it's just getting yourself to start. I do. I do you deal with that? Like exercise. The starting part is the starting is the hardest part. And I've been, oh. uh, you know, I, I, I've been talking about this with, um, I've been training with a couple of uh, people um, just virtually um, and mostly just doing like at home workouts, um, you know, about, uh, about a year ago, I started kickboxing, um, and that was 
awesome and that was just like like i you know it was one of those like where's this been my whole life kind of things um and there's a kickboxing gym not far from my apartment like so that made it a lot easier because i could get there in like five minutes and i could squeeze in a workout before work um and um you know obviously like i'm not going back to like i think they're like sort of soft reopening the gym at this point but i'm not i'm not doing that like i'm not going back like i throwing punches and stuff like that like i see like in the sunlight the amount of spittle that like comes out of my you know it's just like in the in the sunlight you just see this like like a like a like a whale's blowhole just this like this plume you know every punch you throw and it's just like this can't be safe there's no way that they're gonna make this safe if it's indoors i'm sorry like um so that's been that's been rough because like you know you can shadow box and shit but like there's something about hitting an actual bag that's much more satisfying that i miss um but uh so i've been doing that um just doing like virtual kickboxing shadow boxing um i might meet with one of my trainers um you know like i just pay them like per session it's not like I, i have them on like retainer or anything but like um but like we he's been doing like pad work like outside you know you wear a mask and like okay like i guess like you know if scorpion can wear a mask over his face and and you know kick someone's ass then maybe i can too you know um so you know we'll see but um you know and and i've been doing some some kettlebell stuff too just to like you know get a little more uh strength and it's good cardio so um but starting is the hard part like i will literally stand there just staring off into space for like 20 minutes just like trying to muster up the willpower to just begin doing things it's just crazy same thing with writing or any other creative thing too is like just start just still like do it you'll get momentum if you just start and it's just but it's just like like i just but it's just so much easier not to you could just go lie down and yeah my computer yeah, I, I did the same thing as you where I, I started working with a physical therapist friend who started training me with, he's like, he's done martial arts his whole life. So he was kind of just like teaching me a little bit of that, which is helpful is all before the pandemic. And also just teaching me basic, you know, good at home work routine, at home workout routines. And it's crazy also what you realize, like, oh my God, I was exercising like the complete wrong way before what I thought it was supposed to be. Like, even do a push up. I'm like, I didn't realize the push-up was supposed to look like that or be like that. And he's like, yeah, if you were going to continue doing it like that, you probably yeah, you're supposed to use your arms, huh? Weird. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was doing it upside down. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's true. It's just like, I was like, Oh wow. I was, I was going to really injure myself otherwise. And uh, so, but I've been trying to, you know, do those consistently. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But, but, Joining a gym seems like a like you were saying a pretty bad idea. Yeah, right now, so. no, not right now. Honestly, yeah, that just doesn't seem like a good idea. I'd like to get back in there at some point, but you know, not not now, not now. Yeah, not yeah. now. Uh, but it is a time to like stay in shape because it's just like, yeah, uh, yeah, dude, we're getting we're getting like ready for the apocalypse. You got to be like a little bit ripped for the apocalypse. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not. I, I know. I just wonder about that. I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm gonna. If the apocalypse happened, am I just am I just gonna run headfirst into it and just see what happens, or 
I can actually like try and survive it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, well, I'm try. So as of now, I'm trying. Well, I don't know if when this goes out, but I'm trying to do that. Uh, healthcare. It's like going to be a YouTube live comedy show with performers, writers talking about terrible experiences with U.S. healthcare. Um, it's going to be like a fundraiser show. Uh, that's October 25th. So I don't know whenever. This, uh, this might can, not. This might not go up in I time. I can try it. I think I can try and drop this before. But it did. before then. But yeah, definitely. But that's yeah. That and then just uh, my Twitter account, which is just uh, Ian Goldstein. Yes, it's uh, where I you know post very dumb jokes and uh, talk about being unemployed. But <laughs> so I, I, I should say I found a freelance found a freelance writer position that i'm doing currently so that's i i did land that so i'm not, i can't fully complain that's uh, great freelance so. all right man um well uh everybody you know check out ian's work and uh and uh, if this drops before the 25th uh check out that show that he's doing and uh ian thanks so much for coming back on the show uh glad to see you're doing you know relatively well yeah yeah you as well yeah thanks for song thank you for having me to speak better yeah man um good luck out there yes you too stay in touch all right thanks once again to ian goldstein for being on the show um fun talk always great catching up with him um he's welcome back on the show anytime and no one else he's the only person who uh gets to come back now um and uh thank you for listening uh Thank you for making it this far and, uh, you know, staying with me, staying alive, staying uh, a loyal uh, 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 member of this podcast community. Um, do I have a, a name for my fans? I think I did. I think early on I, I wanted to uh, call my fans losers. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, loser nation, loser, uh, loser league, uh, whatever, legion of losers uh whatever you want to call yourselves um thank you for uh for continuing to listen and uh, support the show uh music is by shea bartell theme song is written by shea bartell and me um patreon.com slash self worst um you know uh if you got any if you got any extra funds laying around uh I would, I would love to uh, take your money, and, and you just uh, you give me your money every month, and that's how that's how Patreon works, and that's great. Um, that's about it. Uh, God bless. Stay safe. Um, hope uh, hope we're all hanging in there. I'm recording this a little bit in advance, and here's the anxiety that it always uh, you know that I always go into with uh, recording stuff in advance in the times that we're in is like i'm dropping this two weeks from now and um for all i know everything will be over by then um i don't know what's going to happen uh, maybe things will be the same maybe things will just be completely fucking crazy um but uh right now you know we're just we're just sitting here uh and uh i just uh you know got off of the phone the phone the the the, the skype the zoom call with Ian and uh you know we're all feeling pretty good and we're about to have dinner uh Caitlin and I so I gotta go do that uh, so until next time go out and fail it's good for you <laughs>